0: Welcome back into the courtroom of current events here on Peter's Proffer. This week, we're going to talk about a, a frequently asked question that we get, which is how do car accident claims in the process change if you're in an Uber or a Lyft or some ride sharing program when you get into that car accident? Cause it's out of your control, but you know what's different, what's the same? We're going to dig into that today. If you ever have a question you want us to answer, or you ever have a topic you want us to hit on, feel free to hit us up on social media at Tragos Law everywhere Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, if you want to send me an email, petertragos at greeklaw.com. So with ride sharing becoming more and more prevalent in these uh, companies and businesses like Uber and Lyft, making a fortune off of it, we always get the question as to how that affects the passengers if there is an accident, because obviously it's not their fault. um, It's either the Uber driver's fault or somebody else's fault that hits an Uber driver and how that changes kind of the process. So we're going to go through that today and explain, you know, what's the same as any old car accident and what's different. So to start out, let's just talk about what doesn't change in an accident involving you know, Uber or Lyft or some ride-sharing company. What is the same as just any other car accident? Well,
1: the truth is it's still a car accident regardless of whether or not an Uber <coughs> driver or a Lyft driver is involved. So you've got to do the basic things in every accident. Number one, primarily, first and foremost, comes your health. Make sure you seek medical attention to make sure that you can document whatever injuries you have and that you actually get diagnosed so we know exactly what may or may, you know, might, may be wrong with you. Sometimes, especially in car accidents, injuries are not readily apparent. Number two. You need to seek treatment within 14 days if you have uh, the anticipation that you're going to want personal injury protection benefits, which is Florida no fault to attach. You still have to do that.
0: Yeah, that doesn't change just because you're in an Uber and a Lyft. Um, You also want to take pictures of the damage if you can, if you're physically able to. You want to get witness statements if you can. You want to talk to the law enforcement officer that shows up to do the investigation. You want to get the exchange of information, get everybody's information that was around and in the area, both drivers um, witnesses everything, so that's that's the same as any accident. Is you know you want to treat for your injuries first, and you want to make sure you can prove your facts second. But there's a lot that's different in an Uber accident. So let's talk about first off, what is what what are some of the things that are different if you're a passenger in an Uber and you get in an accident? Well,
1: an Uber driver at that point is going to be considered a common carrier, so there's a lot of things that are going to be different. First of all, the Uber driver's normal car insurance probably will not apply.
0: Well, let's start by, let's say that the Uber driver is at fault. We'll give two different scenarios because that, that may change whether or not the Uber driver of the car you're in is at fault for the accident. So let's start and say, if the Uber driver is at fault, then what do you do differently in this car accident claim? All
1: right. If your Uber driver or your Lyft driver is at fault, you're not going to be able to go against their normal car insurance because... The vast majority of car insurance have an exclusion for what's called livery vehicles, and what that means is when you're using your car in a commercial purpose, your per, your personal car in commercial purpose, uh, that personal car insurance is not going to cover you. So, I'll tell you, James River is a big insurance company that covers Uber, Lyft has you know their own uh, you know carrier, and those are insurance policies that are offered by the uh, the car carrier. So you're going to have to notify that carrier that there's been an accident.
0: So a lot of uninsured drivers drive around in Florida. If you're in an Uber or a Lyft, it's almost guaranteed that you're going to have some kind of coverage through those companies. Even though these drivers are technically independent contractors, they do have this insurance that covers them as part of their business.
1: Correct. Actually, Uber requires them to have this coverage through the company.
0: Exactly. So, okay, so let's say if the other driver's at fault, how does that change the way you handle a normal car accident case, which just for everybody's edification is usually, you know, you sue the at-fault driver. So if the other person is at fault, let's say they do have insurance, and then we can give the scenario if they don't have any insurance.
1: Let's presume they have insurance. You're going to have to make a claim against, well, first of all, personal injury protection. You're going to have to make a PIP claim, probably going to be your own insurance first. If the...
0: If you don't have insurance, then...
1: If you don't have insurance, then the you can Uber try to get it through Uber. Right, is going to be paying that initial ten thousand dollars or whatever the state minimum is at this particular time. The if the other driver, meaning not the Uber driver, is at fault, you're then going to have to make a claim with their carrier first
0: for their bodily injury coverage because they would be at fault for the accident.
1: Exactly, and whatever. If they presuming they have insurance and whatever excess insurance you may need, so so
0: that's just like a normal car accident claim. You make totally. a claim against the at fault driver. And then if they're if they have no insurance or not enough insurance to pay for your injuries, then what changes?
1: Then you're gonna go after the Uber or Lyft common carrier insurance policy.
0: So in a normal car accident case, you sue the at fault driver, you go for through their BI, and then you use your own underinsured motorist coverage. I know a lot of people that use Uber that do have cars and car insurance and then i know some that don't they don't have a license they don't have cars they don't have car insurance they just use uber um or lyft to get around so if you don't have your own insurance then you have that coverage through uber or through lyft for their uninsured or uninsured motorist coverage and even if you do you can start with theirs before you get to yours and they're pretty big policies i think they're you know million dollar policies on these uber and lyft cars
1: yeah you're right uh i believe james river require actually Uber requires James River to provide a million dollars in coverage that covers not only anybody that is injured inside their vehicle, meaning a passenger, also covers if the Uber driver hits someone or is at fault for an accident.
0: Okay, so then another thing that's different is in all these cases, we're trying to get all this evidence. We're trying to pinpoint where the accident happened, You know how long you were in the car, where you were going from here to there, and a lot of it's done through testimony and people can argue about it, but how does that change when it comes to an Uber or a Lyft drive how can you get evidence differently and more concrete evidence? You
1: know, ride share is cool uh, for from plaintiff's lawyer's perspective, actually from all lawyers' perspective, because the one thing that is guaranteed is that if you're a Lyft or an Uber and you're on duty, you're going to have your app on. It's going to show when you picked up passenger, where you dropped off passenger, the route you were taking. All that is going to be memorialized in their computer system.
0: I mean, everything down to how long you were sitting in one spot is on the app. So if you do get in an accident, they can show, you know, they stopped at that spot for 17 minutes or however long it was, and you can put data into that, into your app that says, you know, I got into an accident or whatever. And even to take it a step further with uh, apps like Waze, I think it's going to start to be used a lot in car accident litigation because it says, you know, a vehicle's on the road to the right, or there's a cop here, or there's a speed trap here, or there was an accident, so now there's traffic. I think all of that data is going to be used more and more in car accident cases and Uber and Lyft already does track a lot of that data that can be used to show exactly where and when an accident occurred and who was in the car. If you're doing one of those Uber pools and there was, you know, three different people in the car going to the same spot, they can show all of that information as who might be possible witnesses, co-plaintiffs, you know, whatever, that's all going to be in the app and accessible as evidence in your case, which is different than if you're just driving. You know, if you're just driving, your phone's not, you know, necessarily, unless you have an app for it, tracking everywhere you're going at every second of every day.
1: Yeah, and the other thing is going to be, obviously, the Uber drivers are going to have their app running if they're working, so there's no way they're going to be able to dispute coverage for you.
0: Exactly. Um, Okay, and then, you know, one of the last things is... So Uber's an independent or all these Uber drivers are independent contractors. That's, you know, still going through the courts and being litigated as to whether they can, you know, be considered employees for a bunch of different reasons. But one thing that is true is it can absolutely be negligent on Uber's part. You know, what the cause of action is people are arguing about, but If you get in an accident and then you find out that that Uber driver has been in, you know, 25 accidents, has 100 tickets, shouldn't have been driving, has a license suspended or something and Uber still lets them drive, you can then potentially have a claim against Uber for negligence for allowing that person to drive you and collecting money on behalf of this driver that shouldn't be driving. So that's something that's different with an Uber as opposed to, you know, you getting a ride from a friend and being a passenger in a car, you driving yourself or your friend. Or you know your family member in the car is somebody is responsible for this Uber driver's uh, driving capability,
1: right? And the reality is, and again, going back to the uh, the apps, I bet you those apps tell you how fast the driver's going too, uh,
0: right? And and Uber can track that.
1: Sure, and Uber has then the ability to track not only yes, do you have a driver's license? Because they ask you when you when you apply for these types of positions, you know, do you have a driver's license? Do you have insurance? Tell me about your car. So uber requires those drivers and so does lyft and i say uber i mean ride generally they're going to require you know their drivers to maintain their vehicles are going to require their drivers to maintain certain you know licensure and they're gonna to have to require them to operate that vehicle safely now because they track everything there will come a point where i think it's going to be a big uh, issue in litigation where we're going to find that driver that just has a suspended license didn't notify you know the rideshare company uh, drives like a bat out of you know where, and has multiple tickets, and uh, you know the rideshare company still lets them drive. At some point, there comes a there comes a reality of what's called foreseeability. If it is foreseeable to the rideshare company that this person may be a hazard to a patron, they're obligated to take action.
0: Right, and this is just and there's a lot of different things going through you know, the court system right now, like what, whether Uber has a responsibility to protect the drivers from, you know, battery from, uh, other things from the passengers and vice versa, whether they have to protect the passengers from the drivers. Um, so all that's going through, you know, the court system right now. And as with any new technology or new company or new system or new way of doing things, you know, it's unsettled right now. So you don't know how the courts are going to come out on which side. And and that'll, you know, change the future of these companies and how they do business. And, you know, we're going to be looking out for the same thing for these self-driving and self-parking cars. I test drove a car, you know, last week where the car salesman's like, take your hands off the wheel and push this button and see what happens. And the car literally, you know, turns within a lane and, you know, can make sure that you continue to go straight through the lane. And it's a self-driving car, at least partially, saw a commercial where a car backed itself out of the garage and went back into the garage by the push of a button by somebody standing outside the car. So what's going to happen when that self-driving car actually drives through the house on accident or hits the garage or whatever, you know, that type of stuff, any type of new technology or things we haven't dealt with before in the law that's not already written in the statutes or in the laws like ride sharing and like these Uber drivers where they're, Not employees, but independent contractors. That type of stuff has to go through the court system, has to go through legislation. Rules and laws have to be changed before it's all going to be settled. So right now, we know a lot of the differences that come with Uber and Lyft, but there are some that just are still unsettled. So when people ask, sometimes we don't know the answer because it will depend on how the courts decide. And there could be splits in the court systems. And then, you know, depending on jurisdictions, on whether you do it, you know, in Clearwater or Tampa or Miami, you could come out with a different answer. Yeah,
1: and don't forget, law follows facts. It's,
0: it's always behind technology, sure. always.
1: So you know, these things are developing. And until, you know, a case actually gets to court and gets a verdict and that verdict gets appealed and there is some sort of guidance for the rest of us, it's just really going to be up in the
0: air. But as always, we appreciate the question, and if you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to us on social media or send us an email. Um, We'll be back with you next time.